Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in to the Rose Metal Podcast hosted by Emily Watson. In this podcast, we talk about the transition out of sports and any struggles athletes may have faced during sports or afterwards. Rose Metal's mission is to provide resources and support for current and former athletes. On today's episode, we have Justin Furtado, aka Coach Furtado on the show. Justin Furtado is a basketball coach in Los Angeles. He has a brand called Bridging Impact that we will be talking about today. He graduated from the University of Oregon with his bachelor's degree in planning, public policy, and management. Have you learned more about basketball as a player or as a coach? Oh, that's a fascinating question. I think one of the big reasons that I'm starting Bridging Impact and is because I attended this basketball camp called PGC Basketball in between the summer of my junior year and senior year. And I learned a ton about basketball at that camp. I, you know, in years past, I had been going to camps about like every single year, but most of the time it was just fun camps. This camp really stood out as a camp that taught you not only like just how to play the game the right way and how to be a great player, but also how to be a great leader on and off the court. And so that's something that I learned a ton that year. And that's where like some of the foundations of, why I wanted to become a coach, um, where they really came from. I think one of the things that I would definitely say I know more about the game of basketball now that I'm a coach, just because now it's like if you are a, like a captain of a ship or if you are in an orchestra, you can now, as a coach, I now floor I see all the all the moving parts together and how they kind of fit in and when I feel like when I was a player I really was only concerned with my role and my part in the symphony or the orchestra so I definitely would say I know more now as a coach and a lot of coaches these days I would say like the 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 amount that they know now as a coach they would be like such an amazing player if they could go back would you agree with that Oh, absolutely. I definitely, you know, I can testify to that because I still, I still play pickup every week and I definitely feel like number one, I know my strengths as a player. And I think, you know, when, when you are sometimes as a young athlete, you know, high school, even college athlete, you want to do, you want to play in roles where, you know, you get, you will get more recognition from instead of just playing in the role that's that's your strength in in who you are like right it doesn't matter whether you are working in the office or if you are you know pitching in softball you ha- or if you are shooting a basketball you have to know your strengths as a player and now as a coach i know my strength is I'm a shooter. So every time when I'm playing basketball now, I know that the first look I'm looking for, I'd rather play off the basketball, which basically in in basketball, for those that are listening that aren't super familiar, I want to play. uh, I don't want to dribble the ball up the court. I want to be the one that catches the ball and looks to either shoot or, or keep the ball moving in rhythm. And I definitely would agree with that. And I wish I could bring my knowledge that I have today to, you know, where I am where I was in high school as a high school basketball player, I didn't play basketball in in college. And, you know, one other thing I would like to touch on is I feel like I have my confidence has grown and just like my ability and my ability as a person. And I think that's really helped me play now as, you know, as a, as a pickup player, instead of like a team player in, in high school basketball. Would you say your weekly games playing helps you with understanding strategy, like knowing what kids strengths Mm. and weaknesses are like where, what position they would be best at. Would you say that influences that? 
Oh, that, that's, that's a really good question. And I think one of the strategies that it helps me with, number one, is honestly just recognizing to be a player. Because I think sometimes, like, what I notice from, you know, players and coaches, you know, in, in current situations that I'm in and also, you know, past situations I've seen is there's a pretty big disconnect between what coaches want from players and what players expect from coaches. And I think for me being able to continue to play the game, even though it's just pickup and it's not serious and I don't have, I'm not coached. I am coaching myself while I play. And I think one of the big reasons is uh, when I play, I can recognize how to, you know, help my other like pickup teammates get open, how I can help them score and also what is not working. And, and so some of the flow I'm actually learning as a, as a player and as a coach at the same time. And that, that I really feel like helps me relate. I think that's one of my strengths as a coach is my ability to connect with athletes and, you know, bring them together and create like a cohesive team um, and I, there's a saying that goes, you know, this is a little bit, you know, drifting away from your question, but I think kind of ties in is that players don't really, they don't really care how much, you know, until they know how much you care. And I think one element that helps me understand is playing myself. And, you know, I've, I'm, I'm really only a few years removed from playing competitive basketball anyway. So that is also, I feel like a strength. I may not have as much wisdom as some of the more experienced coaches, but that ability to connect has been, you know, one of my strengths, I feel like as a coach recently. That's, that's a really good example of practice what you preach being a really good leader. And um, that's, I feel like that's what bridging impact is pretty much all about. Uh, so tell us about what bridging impact is all about. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I want to first, before I talk about what it is, I think I want to talk about why I realized that bridging impact, I, I needed to create bridging impact. And, you know, it started as a podcast just to pass wisdom along to, you know, you sports coaches and like after school leaders, my, my background is in boys and girls club. That's actually the first, you know, program where I uh, started running basketball uh, uh, clinics and not necessarily camps, but just started running basketball programs. And so with that, I really wanted to focus on just how can I build leadership into sports because so much of what I have learned in life has came like my, my entire like life was sports growing up. It was uh, basketball and baseball in high school. And that's pretty much what I played. And that's where all my memories are. And that's where all my, like the majority of my life lessons are granted, you know, of course I was learning a lot in college where, you know, when I took a little bit of a break from sports, however, I one of the biggest frustrations I have seen is a lot of coaches, specifically basketball trainers, and I'm not sure what it's like in the softball world. They don't really connect their trainings to in-game scenarios. They teach a lot of movements that look cool on Instagram, but they don't teach a lot of fundamental skills that are applicable applicable in the game and I can touch on this right now for our our varsity Venice team they are an incredibly talented group of kids however they do not play fundamental team basketball because a lot of them unfortunately 
I have played so much. It's called like AAU basketball, which is an overgeneralization, but it's kind of modeled more around the NBA game and high school and college basketball is more, more fundamental team basketball. But in order to get to playing in the NBA or playing overseas, you have to go and be a good fundamental high school and college basketball player first. And a lot of organizations, a lot of trainers are step of teaching the fundamentals of basketball are teaching the fundamentals of leadership they are a lot of them are really focused so focused on the individual and scoring points and like the big highlight plays that we are missing what it really means to be a great team player so at bridging impact we are you know right now we are starting with basketball we want to really teach basketball in the ways of fundamental team basketball but also teaching kids and athletes how to be great leaders not only on and off the court not only on but also off the court and so what is what is even being a leader mean like I think a lot of people just throw that word out there and I think number one is you have to lead yourself first in terms of like how you hold yourself accountable and the way you show up do you show up to practice and give 50 percent or is a hundred percent how do you communicate to your teammates when you are giving them a correction, do you say, hey, you suck? Or do you say, hey, um, you know, Andy, you need to finish better with your right hand. How you communicate with your teammates matters so much. And at Bridging Impact, we want to be able to teach that because a lot of times we expect our athletes to just be great leaders. But you have to, number one, model it. And then you have to consistently teach and teach and then highlight and emphasize the key points that you want them to make. And so that's a curriculum we are building is to build leaders that high school teams will want their players to go to bridging impact programs because those programs, our programs will be helping their players become fundamental team players, number number one, and great leaders as well. That way that those life skills will then transition from when they are in sports to when they either go into college or go into the working world. It, there was a lot in there that was very, that was all of that was very, very useful. And I hope young leaders can understand what you're saying. Like there's a difference between learning a skill and learning a movement versus the strategy. Um, I don't know what they say in basketball, but they say in softball, it's 80% mental. Um, And it's all about what you do in your mind. You can manifest winning. You can um, learn learning more than just how to throw the pitch, learning more than just what it looks like. You need to learn a lot more on what the strategy is and, being smarter than your opponent and that's that's super important with learning how to take that extra aspect of the game to win um and then for the other part that you were saying um it's you're you're teaching leaders to lead other people and lead themselves and leading their team and leaders rub off on other leaders it's more leadership you're you're teaching leadership there's going to be more young leaders so what age group do you work with yeah i mean in in the past year i have worked with ages 4 to 14 but bridging impact will be focusing our programs on ages 7 to 15 we're going to have and actually if if you want to you know toss out a few ideas i'm i'm still looking for to rename the middle middle leadership group and the older leadership group. But basically we'll have three leadership groups in between the ages 
seven and 15. And so one of the reasons that we chose this age is it's a, it's an added, it's not too young, right? Seven is seven is pretty young, right? We'll probably be focusing on the very, very basics of leadership, right? Like literally just how to be kind to each other, right? All the way up to 15 to start preparing them for high school, you know, basketball. And, 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 and that's kind of where we're starting right now. And, and maybe we'll end up shifting because we are such a new organization. The age groups may shift our programs, our camps, our clinics. But like you mentioned, you know, baseball, baseball, softball, 80%, mental, 20% physical. And I would say, you know, that is a ma- for a majority of sports. And, you know, I kind of will touch on and go back to when I was a high school baseball player. I was actually better at high school baseball than I was at high school basketball. And I was the relief pitcher that came in when other pitchers weren't throwing strikes. And because I threw like 70 miles per hour, I threw my, the bat, the ball I threw straight. And for those that are listening, and if they didn't play baseball or softball, that is, I was not a physically good pitcher. However, when I was on the mound, I knew I was going to either blow it by you or you were going to miss because you were trying to hit a home run and you're going to roll over or fly out. And I actually ended up having a pretty good ERA and a solid ERA because mentally I was going to beat you. But physically, you are probably better than me. And so against the really good teams, I did get, I did get hit pretty well. I did get hit, hit against, but still bringing that, that mindset and being able to teach athletes that mindset is something that really is a, is a big separator, especially as you, you know, kind of continue to advance each level from high school to college. And I know, you, especially at the college level, I'm sure the mental aspect plays a huge role. Yeah. The, the higher the level, the more you need to get your mind right. Um, and, uh, perfect example with you know having that mindset that I'm going to beat you and that makes a huge difference like who cares if you're actually good if you think of all the division one softball teams everyone has talent but who has the right, right mindset right um so you mentioned interviews that you do interviews so what have been your top few favorite interviews that's that's a really tough question and when you asked that I had to really like think about it and because I've had some pretty emotional conversations and our our number one conversation of the year so far is actually one of my favorites as well. And that's kind of like goes to show that there's there's an emotional connection with it. And so it was I, we interviewed Coach B, uh, Andy Baranella. He was a senior when I was a freshman at, at Arcata High School. And so now he was in, is actually he's taking a break this year, but he's an assistant varsity basketball coach in a in a physics teacher and he was just given so much great information on how he connects you know with his not only his athletes but his students as a physics teacher and was really talking about he went against the grain for like how a lot of physics teachers taught he was very fun he used Steph Curry's angle on a shot to teach different you know angles in physics and just was able to connect and relate to the kids in so many different ways and we had like a pretty honest conversation about how it was challenging because there's a lot of like older teachers who were just like, coach B, this should not be fun. All right. You know, physics, it has to be done this way. And it must, it really resonated with audiences because we got a lot of positive feedback. And, you know, I had a couple of people reaching out to me and be like, Oh man, I was not in my head the whole time with coach B. And, 
Um, a couple other interviews, um, one with Mary Ingram goes all the way back. And we didn't even really talk about sports that much. She actually does a lot of work with um, incarcerated youth in Nebraska. And I just remember our conversation got moved into tears just because we were talking about the impact that, you know, we as adults can have in the lives of youth. And so that was really moving. I remember a con conversation with Lisa O'Mara and she was talking about how basketball is just, it's so much bigger than wins and losses. And, and I had known it at the time, but there's something about conversations that really like kind of help things go from like knowing something to truly believing it. And we were talking about the connections of just, just coaches in general. Cause I think a lot of times we think about how can I beat this coach? How can I beat this coach? But shifting our mindset from how can I beat this coach to like, how can we collaborate, you know, obviously together in the off season and continue to help each other grow as coaches and, and still compete our butts off during the season and try and obviously go at each other and beat each other. But it's, it's more than those wins and losses. I also had a great conversation with one of my former um, colleagues who went to the University of Oregon as well. She worked with me at the Holden Center, and she talked about the, the importance of, of female sports. And that, that episode did really well because, you know, I'm a big believer in one of the, the – organizations I recently worked with they didn't have like a, just a girl sports you know group and I and eventually I want Bridging Impact to have like a a girls uh, program a girls you know division in a camp because those are the things that will help separate you know and, and encourage more female athletes because I'm just a big believer like I, I think this is a PE teacher in me even though I've never really been a PE teacher but I'm just such a big believer and I'm sure you are as well of just like physical activity and that's like yeah so so important that it, it helps with your mental health and that sports and the more we can invite people in to play sports to make help them feel comfortable, I really genuinely believe like our society will be better for it, especially if sports are taught the right way. Yeah, I completely agree with that last point of sports and youth is super important. It teaches you how to persevere. It teaches you how to work in a team. It, te it teaches you so much, even if you just do it for a little bit during like middle school or something. Um, and I love that you're wanting to create some sort of division for girls in sports because it, it just needs to be more supported and girls need to support girls too. So it, it needs to be more well-known and more, more opportunities, the more, the better. And then the interview that you mentioned about your, the physics teacher, it's, funny you mentioned that because in my lessons I do softball pitching lessons mm -hmm. I talk about physics all the time because it's all about physics everything is down to the science of how your body moves and what makes what creates the most explosive movement what what makes the most sense in physics because that's what you're working with like when you throw a pitch if you throw it exactly straight gravity is going to take it down so if you're going to try to throw a hard pitch throw it, throw it low. So right. I just talk a lot about how it makes more sense to comply with physics in, in pitching. And, um, it's, I really love that that teacher is implying, uh, implementing physics into his, his teaching. Um, it's really cool. Yeah. And what are your future goals? Like, uh, um, what are your goals for the next year to like 10 years, say 
whatever for your uh what are your goals for bridging impact Absolutely. Yeah, no, thanks for the opportunity to share that. I think one of the bigger goals is number one, like our first like simple goals is just to number one, run a program and run a summer camp. And I think with there's always we always can have ideas in our head. But at the end of the day, we need for a program for you know, we're gonna run our programs about six to eight weeks to start eventually I want to get to 12 weeks. But I want to understand what went well in that program, what went well in that camp, and how can we improve it? Because we're so early on, and um, really, we're just like, this is an idea in our head, and we have to get it out of our head. And so that that would be my number one goal for this year, would be to run a program and run a camp, and then understand what went well, and how we can improve on that. And then, you know, the three to five year plan will be like this will be my full time I will be the director that you know the quote unquote CEO and really like start transforming lives of of youth through bridging impact and that we will have you know full full programs full clinics full camps and really start transforming athletes of course on but you know it, it matters more off the court we I really hope that our leadership programs will help them you know, become better leaders in their classrooms and in their, in their homes. And because that's actually number one. I mean, as much as I love basketball, I love sports. I love watching, you know, baseball. I'll watch, I'll watch anything, but I really, you know, as much as I love sports, I have, I understand that it's, it's, it's much bigger than sports. So I think the three to five years is to really, you know, make sure that we are serving kids to our greatest capacity you know one of the things that i'm actually just going to be honest about as as a leader that i need to get better at is i need to start um and i I don't know how you feel about this as as a founder and as a podcaster and as a visionary is you know trusting that other people can execute the vision as well i think sometimes i i i limit myself as a leader by not you know empowering and you know, just giving, just bringing more people along on the team. Um, I, I do an okay, I do a good job of that when I'm coaching a team, but for bridging impact, I really, you know, I have things I want to be in a certain way. So I really want to make sure that if I'm going, if, if bridging impact is going to be a success, it's going to happen because of a group of people, not because of me. I can maybe set the vision and and whatnot, but I can't execute everything that's going to happen. If I, if Bridging Impact is going to be successful in the next three or five years, uh, I really do believe that it's going to be a team effort. And, you know, having, you know, pod, podcast conversations like this and collaborations like we do, it's, it's just going to take, you know, a group effort and a group of people to really understand and come into the vision and then also execute the vision. So in 10 years, to be honest, I would love, again, for it to be full-time, but I want to, the reason we're going to build out our models in terms of like programs, camps, clinics, instead of just doing a local league is because I want to be able to, you know, go and do a bridging impact camp in San Francisco, in Eugene, Oregon, um, in Phoenix, Arizona, and be able to, you know, kind of expand that curriculum and really make sure that kids everywhere across the United States and, and who knows, maybe globally can have access to becoming not only better basketball players, but better leaders as well. Those sound like really great goals. And I'm here cheering for you and anyone listening, please support his brand as well. And as for your um, worry about like letting people on and uh, to your team and helping you. um, My comment is that I, I feel really lucky. I have a really good 
board. I'm so Rose Metal is a, a nonprofit, so we have a board. Um, but I'm I'm really bad at asking people more people to be on the board, mm-hmm. um, because I I kind of forget honestly, and also uh, I'm just kind of like I'm also kind of afraid of rejection. So if anyone listening is interested in volunteering and helping out, um, please let me know because the more people, the better, the more people that believe in this mission, the better. And I'm super excited to be bringing on some co-hosts on the show um, and just spreading the word and spreading the team, the more people, the better. Um, And your, your goals for your camps. So would you say that you want the camps to be focused on leadership and would it be, like just basketball camps that's like, okay, this is how you're going to lead. You're going to learn more about leadership than skills or like, how would you do the, these camps? I'm a big believer in multi in learning multiple skills. So definitely running the camps, they will definitely be basketball focused, but how you train is actually going to be the big, the biggest thing in, in terms of leadership, right? How do you carry yourself when you're in line? How do you give eye contact? How do you execute this drill? Do you do it again? I'm going to go back to what I was talking about at the beginning. Do you do it 50%? Do you do it 75%? Or do you give your full effort? And do you allow yourself to make mistakes? Are you encouraging your teammates while they're going through? Are you, you know, communicating in a positive way throughout throughout the camp? So those are the little things. Um, I definitely see, the camp, see it being basketball and leadership skill development throughout the camp throughout the week and you know one of the things that I found really impactful about PGC basketball who I'm actually you know kind of working for a little bit here and there and in the camp that I went to that I was talking about at the very beginning is they have classroom sessions and eventually I do want to run like classroom sessions and be able to kind of break down film and also you know there's just a lot of teaching that you can do in a classroom that is actually more beneficial there than on a basketball court. So that's my vision for the camps. And yeah, I, I mean, I just, I, I, you know, kind of to go back on your last comment on, on what you're doing at Rose Metal, I like, I'm a big believer in that because I definitely, I believe that athletes need to have more, just need more help going from transitioning from college and into the working world. I, I can imagine that can be incredibly challenging when that is your entire life. Like that was hard for me going from high school to college doing that, but I can't even imagine what it's like going from college to the professional working world. So I commend you and what you're doing. And definitely for those that are listening, definitely go, go and support and, and do what you can. And I think one of the biggest things that, that actually is helpful and you, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's also just, you know, telling your friends like, Hey, you go listen to the Rose Metal, you know, podcast right like they are providing these resources like word of mouth is like the number one marketing yeah thank you so much and yeah exactly go listen to the bridging impact podcast as well um we're both on anchor and spotify like it's easy access to get to and it's really good with the sports industry and um so you didn't play in college did you no i did i Okay, so what was the transition out of playing sports and into coaching or like that that period of of transitioning out of of playing competitive like for you? I mean, yeah, it was a big shift for me because again, sports were my life from 
pretty much from my being in the womb all the way till 18 and I graduated high school. Um, I, I probably could have gone the JUCO and in, in division three route for baseball, but I chose that I wanted to go to a big school and have a, a college experience. So with that, I really decided that, Hey, I needed a little bit of a break. So I actually took a break from sports. I didn't really even like, I played some basketball here and there, but I didn't really watch sports. I just like totally took a break from it. My first couple of years in college. And really it wasn't until my senior year, well, my junior year, I, I actually, actually I'll, I'll backtrack a little bit on, on the coaching aspect of it. Um, so my sophomore year, I took a coaching class with Dave Rubino at University of Oregon. And I loved the class. I loved coaching. And I didn't really think too much of it because I didn't think it could be like a career. So, um, but he actually helped me. I would stay after class and he helped me run that first uh, program at Boys and Girls Club. And I remember uh, my my supervisor at the time came in and watched these like little second graders coming in. And she was like pretty impressed. She's like, hmm, you got them playing pretty good. And at that point, I just kind of knew that I, I, I loved coaching, right? I didn't, I didn't know, again, that it was going to be a profession for me, but I coached a couple of uh, kids sports uh, rec teams, and that's kind of how I started. And to be honest, the first team that I coached, they were not skilled at all. They were the C team. They didn't have a coach. You know, we, we, our practices were pretty much all fun and just making sure that they still love basketball and um, I kind of progressed slowly. I went from a seventh grade C team to an eighth grade B team. And then when I moved in, moved here to Los Angeles, you know, again, didn't really think much of coaching. I just decided to get like a, a job with Royal Basketball School. And I was just like, I just want to coach. I need to get out of the house. I need to meet some people. I was like doing some other entrepreneurship and substitute work at the time. And I was like, I just need to be, I need to do something fun. And I, you know, six months later, I find myself getting promoted to head coach of a gym. And then another couple months later, I find myself getting promoted to department of or, or training director of training. And I was training the coaches because I was, you know, I, I, I feel like one of the reasons I was put here, it, it, I'm, I'm spiritual, I'm not necessarily religious, but like I, I was put here to coach. And I just, it's something that I, I, number one, love, but also number two, excel at. And so I started putting things together. I was also doing the Bridging Impact podcast and I was starting to, you know, connect things like, oh, I love sports. I love working with youth. And I'm big on leadership. So let's, you know, start really intersecting. How can we intertwine all of this? And I just started to have a lot of great conversations, like I'm sure you have for here for Rose Metal on Bridging Impact podcast. And I was like, wow, I really feel like I can, you know, make my mark, my legacy on the world through through Bridging Impact and by teaching young people through the game of basketball and through sports like I learned when I was I was younger yeah and something that I've learned from um an entrepreneur Andy Frisella is uh discipline plus purpose plus gratitude equals happiness and that's Mm. super important to implement and teach to your young leaders and everything and um just something that I hear a lot from maybe some of my like high school friends or like some some of my friends is they might have imposter syndrome. They'll be like, oh, well, I feel those same like things that you talk about in, in 
rose medal about like identifying with your sport and it was hard after I was done but I didn't play in college so what what would you say to those people about like how they're feeling like why they're just um brushing it off like that their feelings are valid like they're they're having these this imposter syndrome as if they don't matter with their feelings of like you said from the womb to 18 years old you were playing that sport um so what would you say to those people yeah, I mean, I definitely think I think that's something that I was challenged with here recently coaching like some of the varsity athletes who are significantly better athletes than I ever was just like how how they can jump move. And one of the things is I think just recognizing that, you know, like you talk about your experience as a, you know, as an athlete, even though you didn't play college sports is really important because let's be honest it's just because you didn't play college sports doesn't mean you don't know a ton about the sport or are super knowledgeable or, or care about it. Right. I'm sure you still care. You love, you love that sport, right? Like to play college athletics, you have to have, especially, you know, honestly, every sport you, you know, for, for baseball and softball, um, it's a little bit more of like a power sport, right. Where in basketball, right. It's like a little bit more of a, like a lateral quickness and ability to, you know, move quick and be up the floor and and in height right i am am a 510 average athletic white dude you know (laughs) who could shoot all right so like my opportunities to play college basketball are limited but my but does that limit me as a coach does that limit me as someone who can still contribute to the sport no do you have to be a great athlete to be a great coach no does it help to play college college sports to potentially coach college yeah probably but for me I played high school basketball so I can still coach these kids and 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 they're still learning and and so just understanding that you're you know like you said your your experience as an athlete is still valid and you can still even if you don't play at a certain level and you coach that level you can still bring something to the table if you are always learning and 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 approach your your athletes and your experience with you know, just curiosity and just like, like, I mean, it's, it sounds cliche, but like leading with love and like general, genuinely caring about the athlete, they will care about that more than, you know, Um, I, cause I, I think that's, I'm, I've been working now with Venice. Well, I've been, I've been there. I've had my face around since about June or July, but they really didn't start getting comfortable with me until like really like this week or the last week. But it's amazing how much they will respect you if you just keep showing up consistently and and showing them love. And that's – I didn't play, you know, and a lot of these, you know, players that I am coaching are going to be significantly better than me as basketball players, but I can still bring impact to their life. That is perfectly well said, and thank you so much for all this information. Where can we find your content and support your brand? Yeah, of course. I mean, our website is bridgingimpact.org. You can find me at Coach Furtado double O on Twitter and Instagram. Coach Furtado no, with one O on TikTok. Coach Furtado TV on YouTube. And, I, you know, Bridging Impact will be on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And really, I'm, I'm big on connections. So like I if you want to talk, I think that's that's one of the reasons that I do the podcast and do it interview style. I also do like a 10 minute little like monologue on what I am learning from the week. 
but I, I just love connecting with people and talking, you know, sports leadership in life. And I, you know, again, I really appreciate you having me on and being able to, you know, articulate and, and spread the bridging impact message. I know there are a lot of other wonderful organizations like Rose Metal that are doing really important work for athletes, because again, at the end of the day, I know we share similar philosophies that, you know, athletics are, are a great tool to transform us to, you know, be, be really successful in the working world. But, you know, I, I really do think that we need to do a better job about being intentional about setting them up that transition. So it's not just a big drop off. So I really appreciate what you're doing and I really appreciate you having me on. I agree. Thank you so much. Do you have anything else to add? No, I just, I would just say, you know, for those that are listening and and those, I, I have a feeling it's a lot of, you know, former athletes just know that you are, have a lot of skills and a lot of life skills, whether you played middle school sports, high school sports or college sports, those are all experiences that you can take into the, you know, professional world that, you know, the other percent of the population that didn't play sports doesn't have. And you do have an edge um, in that way, because there's just something that team sports provides that I truly believe no other, you know, activities or can I didn't, I'm definitely biased, but I definitely just recognize that that's an advantage for you. Yeah. And we do have parents of athletes that listen to this too. And if you notice your kid is like, Oh, this is hard. I don't know if I want to continue the sport. I would just say, can, can encourage them to continue because it teaches them everything that being an athlete teaches them and leadership. And I couldn't recommend having kids going through athletics more, um, w- especially with the leadership aspect of teaching your kid how to lead. And it's going to, it's going to transition into the rest of their life. You can see it forever. So thank you so much for being on this podcast. I really enjoyed this. This was fun. So thank you. Of course. Thanks, Emily. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Rose Metal Foundation and Twitter at Rose Metal Org. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and leave a review. It really helps us by spreading the word. Sign up for our newsletter to get weekly updates from us. Another way you can support us is by making a donation at www.rosemetalfoundation.org forward slash donate. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, so your donations are eligible to be tax deductible. So far, we have shared the stories of over 40 current and former athletes, and we have a mentorship program called Championship Mentoring.